London. The Hyde outbreak had left the city half as populous, but the quarantine had doubled the number of people in poverty. The docks were closed, the trains shut down, and the underground railway completely abandoned. Hundreds of jobs were gone and thousands of people were destitute. Never before had the gap between the rich and the poor been so wide, and Elliot sat at the very top of the city's social ladder. He lived in a place that was clean and well-guarded, that bloomed with electrical light. His home was a palace. Literally. His home was Buckingham Palace. Cambrian's father, Harlan Branch, was the Lord Mayor of London, a year-long position he had held for over fourteen years now. When Parliament and the royal family abandoned the city for York, they left the former capital entirely in his hands— His move to the palace was meant to last until a cure was discovered, until the threat had passed and Queen Victoria could come back. But the Queen had died, no cure had been found, and King Edward seemed no more inclined to return than his mother had been. Elliot lived at the palace because his father, in addition to teaching medicine at St. Thomas's, served as Harlan Branch's own personal physician. He'd had the job since Elliot and Cam were little boys— back when the two of them had dreamed of one day becoming their fathers. Cam, bright, charming, and loved, would certainly succeed in becoming a brilliant leader some day. But Elliot had destroyed his chance at a future in medicine. He longed to tell Cam the reason why, to finally let down his guard and share his burden with his friend. Keeping a secret from Cam was like cutting the air off to one of his lungs— but suffocation was preferable to the shame of telling the truth. A figure passed through the shadows at the end of the alleyway, and Elliot paused and slid his hand inside his overcoat. He wasn't reaching for the pistol holstered beneath his arm. The figure was much too small and moving too slowly to be a hide, but rather for the flask of gin pocketed in his vest. He'd downed a hurried glass before he left the palace grounds, but it wasn't going to be enough to withstand the crowd he'd soon face, or to persuade Cam he was cheerfully on the mend. Stealing himself, he lifted the flask and took a hasty swig. The liquor seared his throat and left a poisonous taste in his mouth, but he forced himself to endure a few more gulps before stopping to breathe. He hated gin, hated its sour burn and rancid taste, but it was the most effective medicine for his affliction— Ever since the grave mistake he'd made a fortnight ago, Elliot had been able to feel the emotions of those around him, feel them in the marrow of his bones, as if they were his. His father had called him thin-skinned and sensitive all his life, but now he was more than sensitive. He was an open wound. The feelings of a passerby had the power to incapacitate him, even when the person in question was feeling something good. Once, when he was in Limehouse in the early morning hours, he passed a prostitute performing her services in an alley, and the fusion of her crippling shame and the customer's blind desire was so repulsive and overwhelming he vomited in the street. Such an affliction would surely be detrimental in any place, but London was an ocean of terror, sorrow, and desperation. The fear and grief Elliot knew before seemed a fairy tale now. No physical blow or injury could ever match the pain he'd found in other people's hearts. 
even the servants who lived in the clean, bright safety of Buckingham Palace, people whom he'd previously regarded with the level of interest he held for the furniture, pulsed with fear, burned with anger, and ached with longing and grief. Perceiving the secret burdens of those around him was painful enough, but feeling their collective misery was unbearable. After a cough, he raised his hand and took another drink, sickened again but also calmed by the growing feeling of numbness, which spread through his veins and rose up through his skin like a coat of armor. Nothing could blot out the feelings entirely, but alcohol helped. It dulled the edges, softened the impact, diluted the potency. Drunk, he was slow and useless, but clear-headed, he was exposed. Perhaps the only trait he retained either way was cowardice. Slipping the flask back into his vest, he spit the taste.